I'm a part-time rock star, but I go to work and work hard. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 13. Um, my guest today is a Baltimore music scene veteran, and some might even say legend. He's uh, built a pretty passionate following over the years, both through his first band, Pasadena, as well as uh, his current project, the Joey Harkin Band. Um, he's normally out on the road most of the year, playing pretty much all around North America and Europe. Um, I personally definitely consider him an inspiration as a songwriter and as a musician. Uh, he sings with a lot of passion, and he's got a lot of good stories behind his songs and just talking to him in general. Um, at the end of this episode, you'll hear his new song, Burn It Down, which you can find on Spotify and iTunes and all the usual places. Um, I'll add a link to his music as well. And he's also got some cool merch, you know, some uh, good t-shirts and cool hats and all that stuff. So you can hit him up on his online store. I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Um, we talked about all sorts of things, what he's been up to in the quarantine, making money on live streams and working for Amazon. But uh, he'll fill you in on all that. So without uh, further ado... Uh, Joey Harkin, thanks for coming on the episode, man. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast. My guest today is a local legend or at least seasoned veteran i'll probably let him kind of go into that but uh needless to say um you've been around the block once or twice and uh both with your past band and your current band and uh pretty much kicking ass in um, multiple ways but uh yeah without further ado it's uh joey harkham i'm talking to what's going on thanks for having me yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Um, like I was saying, you're probably the biggest fish that has come on this podcast so far. Um, but like I said, just being in the scene for so long, I feel like um, being able to pick your brain would be pretty fun. It's funny, man. I keep forgetting that I'm old now. And like, <laughs> uh, you know, all the, all the bands from back when... Half of them don't play no more, and there's a bunch of new guys, and you know it's like a, always, it's a revolving uh, door of talented people in Maryland, man. It's just, and there's like so many people playing in in this area. <clears throat> I'll, I'll be on the roads, and somebody will say, uh, "Oh, you heard of this band? They just um, won like an Americana." a festival award or some shit like that. And I'm like, man, no. And I look up where they're from and they're from like 40 minutes away from me. I'm like, how did I not know <laughs> about this awesome band? There's just so much music in Maryland. It's, it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. And doing this podcast, I've been learning a lot more about bands. I had no idea existed with like decent size followings. So, uh, you're not alone in that. It's crazy, um, man. Baltimore, especially, you know, has like, so many pockets of like music scenes you can like you can definitely some will slip through 
without you noticing. But. Yeah, indeed. Well, there's a million things I could probably ask you, but uh, I should probably start off with how you're holding up. I mean, uh, I've definitely seen you on Instagram there. It looked like you started working for Amazon. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, a, I'm essential. <laughs> I'm essential, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're actually oh. working in my, in my neck of the woods, too, which is even yeah, funnier. Yeah, man. So. I'm all over uh, Arbutus, man. Yeah. I had a long day today. <clears throat> Everybody got their well, checks, man. They're buying shit. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Hopefully you got yours as well. I Wait, have not got mine as of yet. Me and my wife got ours, uh, and that's awesome. But, yeah, a lot, I think a lot of people haven't gotten them yet. And, you yeah. know, to be honest, like, it sucks because, you know, 600 or 1200 bucks is great. But not a month after you've been laid off, you know that's that's like your phone bill and your car payment. But yeah. you know, fucking, if you got a mortgage, Jesus Christ, you know, it's crazy. I I don't know. Um, I've been lucky just because uh, my wife's still working, and um, right when the shit hit the fan, I like hit up my buddy who works for uh, driving, you know, for Amazon, and he got me right in, man. Like right when i became unemployed so it's been really i've been really lucky to to be able to do have some work you know yeah it's perfect i mean uh i know those live streams they probably i I can't i actually don't know how much they bring in for some people i know for some bigger people it's definitely definitely lucrative but it's been great man um, people have been really really supportive um i've been trying to been trying to treat them like shows you know like I was only going to do one a month, but then, like, the other day we did one for our local bar on their page, and I jumped on um, Buskin uh, Down the House, their page the other day. It's just fun, man. It's like a whole new untapped kind of way to play that I never – I had done on my – I have a group on Facebook where I'll jump on there and play a couple songs and stuff, but – Man, what a cool f- way to keep playing music. Like, people are digging it. It's so cool. Yeah, it seems like everybody's following is growing at least a little bit through that. You know, some of the bands had it going before all this went down, and then, yeah. you know, other people are just picking it up. But either way, there's like, at least the, the people I follow, it seems like they're doing pretty well. Yeah, people have been really cool, man. And, uh, you know, you you don't want to push the tips too hard just because there's a lot of people out of work, you know, but at the same time yeah. you want to, you want to be able to play for people, give them something to do and something to take their mind off of shit. And I, I think if I wasn't leaving the house to work, I would go fucking crazy. I would like, I would go crazy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of where I'm at. It's a blessing and a curse. Um, I actually work for the fire department and, uh, I ended up getting the, uh, getting the disease early on so oh my i've been i've been kind of just laying low um but how did it how did it affect you being young and healthy well i'm approaching 30 so um to as a as a yardstick there for young um but i think my case was kind of mild for the most part um it didn't keep me down too long kind of felt like i had the flu for a few days wow 
Yeah, so. apparently it everybody it, it people react to it differently. Yeah, exactly. It can be really severe or possibly <clears throat> people get exposed and they don't even know. Um, it's kind of hard to tell right now. Wild, man. So are you are you 14 days past? Um just about, yeah. And you'll be going back to the firehouse? Pretty much. Nice. Well, good. That's yeah. good to hear. So um but yeah, that's kind of my end of the spiel. But yeah, I mean, I can't imagine though for people like yourself being out on the road, you know, however many days out of the year and then kind of adjusting to this like um we could go down that road and talk about that, or I could go on yeah. some lighter-hearted stuff, too. No, man. It's <laughs> like, we had to cancel We had to cancel an entire UK tour. It was my first time like doing a long tour in England and Ireland, and that was supposed oh, wow. to be all of May. And just so much time, so much money already spent. Luckily, they refunded the, uh, the plane tickets the flights got canceled, so that they refunded the money because it takes a year at least to get something like that set in stone and, and booked. So that we had to cancel that. I had to cancel shows from here to Colorado. Just had all these fucking all these flyouts too. Like I got like you know I had to cancel a couple of my Spirit flights, so I got six months to book those flights again but who knows if we're going to be up and running in six months if a venue is going to want to put a couple hundred people in, in their venue not to mention some of the venues that i play are going to be closed down because they yeah. you know venues are like mom and pop shops for the most part the, yeah. the sizes that i play you know the saint was up for sale and that place is like a it's like a historic venue in, in Asbury Park. Uh, luckily, I think um, I think they found an investor to, to help them out. So the owners, I think, are going to be staying the owners. But it's just crazy, man. A lot of people aren't going to survive having like three months without bringing anything in. Yeah, I mean, I've been worried about a lot of businesses on that front just because profit margins are... Th- are so thin, especially, you know, in entertainment. Fucking crazy, man. But, uh, I mean, hopefully things will come back around sooner rather than later. Uh, I mean, I've heard numbers being tossed around about what venues are going to allow in when they do open up at first. I mean, I've heard the number like 250 uh, possibly starting out before they do big shows. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, anything... That's the crazy thing. You're gonna see, you're gonna see some of these huge bands playing, yeah, in the in the in the 500 cap rooms, only half full. You know, it's well, wild. will it be half full or will it be packed? And then how much will it be to get in the door too? Which could be crazy. I bet. I mean, if they say, you know, because the bigger bands in Cleveland play at, at the Beachland Ballroom, but they have a smaller room, the Beachland Tavern. I think it holds like 450. So then big bands are probably going to have to go into the little room. Or maybe they'll yeah. play the big room, but the, the cost to run a big room to only have 200 people in it doesn't make any sense. Hmm. But yeah, I bet you it will be like 200 cap, and then the tickets will probably be fucking nuts. 
Yeah, I'm sure. which is also kind of concerning <clears throat> for the smaller artists because you don't want to get pushed out, you know. I mean, and who knows? Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe hopefully the gas stays cheap. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be something to offset yeah. the tour price, but. Yeah, I mean, on a lighter note, probably one of the top questions I wanted to ask you was about your van, man. That's that's quite the rig. I think I've walked by it once or twice at one of your shows, but it's pretty Dude, cool. It's like <laughs> it's it's my favorite obsession, man. Like I wish I could do more to it, but I got it set up to where I can have not the full band, but if I I went out. Uh, the first tour I did with it, we had four people. It was a, two other players and a merch person, and we all four of us slept in it the whole tour. And that's awesome, great man. I got a little camping kitchen set up, you know, and uh, yeah, man, I love it. Yeah, I'm uh, by no means a road dog or anything, but I do have a band, so. At some point, I have been considering what I would get to go on the road. And they make this thing called a fun mover. It's like RV with a uh, garage in the back. Sort of like a troop carrier, really, because the nice. bunks fold down and stuff. But I haven't quite saved up for all that. And I need a band that would actually come on the road with me, which I'm sure you're familiar with. It's hard, man. It's I mean, it's hard to get because there ain't a lot of money in it. You know, so no. it's it's hard to bring out five guys and yeah. and, and not make any money. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Well, uh, I figured I should probably give a shout out to uh, your guitar player there, Cavusi. Um, I've been trying to get him on here as well. He's a really cool dude, and he runs the open mic over there in Crofton. Yeah, Charlie's um, awesome, man. Yeah. Charlie's going to come over this weekend. We're going to turn my basement into a studio. Right on. Yeah. So I was going to... I was going to ask, like, uh, do you have a live stream schedule kind of getting set up, or are you just kind of just spontaneously doing it? No, I just, I, I do one from my page. I've uh, been doing, the plan is to do one from my page once a month and promote it like a show, like make an event and put an ad out and do do everything I would normally do for like a hometown gig. And then on my Facebook group, Harkham's Harbor, I basically just pop in there from time to time and play some songs. Um, but I don't know how it's going to go because I've gotten some some people asking me to play on their on their pages that are made for it. So I might be doing it more often. But yeah, I don't know if it's if I'm saying this right, but it's like Harford Sound or. Somebody up there in, in the northern region of Baltimore seems like they got a pretty big studio going on, but they're not alone. <clears throat> so it does seem like a, a happening business, or at least... We were booked for the the 8x10 was doing them uh, before they got shut down, man. That was the best looking live stream yeah. I've ever seen, man. Because their venue's already set up for um, to make videos, you know. They have yeah. like all the big, nice cameras it's all hooked up to their... Great soundboard, um, and soundstage. I think did a couple, but once the once the the businesses had to close, you know, I don't know where people are doing them now. I, I see some people are doing them, but I think it's like a private thing because I mean we're still not even supposed to be 
around each other, you know. So I don't know how. I just started playing with my bass player, Joey, because uh, he lives down the street from me, and we've basically been in contact since the beginning of this. And um, we're not sh- he's not showing any symptoms. I'm not. And so me and him did one uh, the other day. But I felt kind of weird about it. Like I was thinking, am I, should I be around somebody playing music right now? Because I don't know what's the, you know, what's appropriate. Yeah. But and you don't want to set an example for people, you know, if they see you on live streaming with your buddies drinking beers exactly. and stuff. Like, yeah. like, oh man, I want to go do that. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a lot of people who tune in, but then you'll probably get a lot of uh, trolls on there as well, trying to give yeah. you shit. So well, we did it on the we did it on the closed group, which I I didn't oh, okay. in, in, I didn't intentionally do that, but in my head I was like that was probably a good look because it's a lot of people who like me, <laughs> so they're not gonna yeah. like uh, they're not yeah, gonna man, give me too much shit. <laughs> you're doing all right online. I think you got like ten thousand followers at least on Facebook. God knows how many's on Instagram. So I'm just shy uh, of of ten thousand on both actually, and. The only reason I know that is because on Instagram, you can't share links until you get 10,000. That's so, crazy. Like, yeah. It drives me absolutely fucking crazy that you can't share a ticket link or anything on Instagram. So I, I pushed the Instagram really hard this year. And uh, I'm just I'm at like I'm just about to be at 9,000 on that. But I, there's, I think there's like 9,500 9, or something on Facebook. But yeah, it's crazy, right man. Like you can't, and you can't. Uh, there's no way around it. Yeah, well, you're almost on the cusp there. That blue check mark. So once you get that, man, uh, that's you another be good thing. To go. Yeah, there, you you can request a check mark on Instagram, uh, but they always deny me because if you get the check mark, then you can share links and stuff. Right. Um, and then I, you know, I have some confidential information from some friends that like, basically the checkmark guy is just a fucking guy who hands out checkmarks. <laughs> like if you know him, yeah. you could probably get one. I know guys who, who, you know, have a way smaller presence than me online that have a checkmark. And I'm like, how the fuck did you get the checkmark, man? <laughs> isn't, isn't that just the natural way of things though? Yeah. For everything it's it seems all, like. It's all fucking politics, man. Bullshit. Yep. Good, <laughs> good old nepotism helps you get ahead in the world. I just want to share ticket um, links. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, man, you're definitely a big inspiration, I think, to a lot of people in the in music in this region, whether they're just a fan or also a musician. Um, I can't really say enough about that end of things. So keep on keeping on, man. Oh yeah, I'm man. Still, I'm hoping that uh, maybe doing a little podcast like this will get you that much closer to the 10,000. I'll definitely push it. Yeah, man. I'll and, share um, it, too. And at the end of the episode, too, I'll feature one of your songs. Um, either one right. you want to promote now or just I can pick one uh, that I like. So it's really up to you. Um. Well, the newest one I have is, is kind of like a folky, finger-picky song, but it's called Burn It Down. Yeah, it was in that one today. It's really nice. And then you had that new uh, the music video or lyric video come out as well, right? 
That was I actually did that a while ago, but nobody watched it. <laughs> oh, okay, so you just pushing it again. Classic. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I put it on Facebook, and then I was um, I was looking around on like my YouTube for the video to share it for. I forget the post I was putting out, but I wanted to share that video, and I realized it wasn't on YouTube. And then I looked on Instagram, and it wasn't on my Instagram TV either. I was like, well, fuck. I just put it on Facebook once, and it's just buried in there somewhere. So I was like, fuck, I'll put it out again. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah well, that was really I, good. I, I, we had the um, – uh, I forget what – there's a website. I forget the name of the site, but um, someone did that for me for like 90 bucks, and it's super rad. Yeah, that's what's up because it's really, really well done. It looks pretty pro. Yeah, um, unreal. My favorite video of yours is probably just um, the one at Soundstage. It might have been a Pasadena reunion show, um, but it was that just live rendition of. Um, uh, I'm having a brain fart right now. Sick and tired. But, yeah, sick and tired. Yeah. That's what it was. Man, um, that was that- awesome, and I can't imagine how that must have felt to just. Coming back home and doing that. That was, it was, um, I probably, I would say highlight of like everything. It was just so yeah. fucking cool to be there in that moment and have, have everybody in there at, you know, at a hometown show like that. It was just beautiful. I, I can't imagine people who get to go do that every, every show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But still, I mean, that's, that's the dream right there. Even just to yeah. live it once, that's that's pretty cool. You know? Unreal, man. I feel like anybody who's ever written a song just kind of thinks about that maybe one show or ten shows or whatever it may be where everybody knows the words and everybody's just having a good time. And that just, it looked like it, the video captured it really well, I thought. I think I'm going to re record that. Um, actually, when, when Charlie sets up. Basically, with this downtime, I, I was kind of, I was in too much of a crisis mode to start writing, but then once I settled in and had some money coming in, um, I started writing. I got a couple new songs, man, so we're just going to make a little Americana singer-songwriter kind of EP or something down here. Yeah, but I, I was going to ask, do you, do you record at home, or um, what's your process on that? I've I've recorded honestly, just about everything with um, Frank Marchand, who's um, yeah. been in a bunch of different studios. But Waterford Digital's his um, his studio, and he's done um, Jimmy's Chicken Shack and Almighty Senators, and uh, he does uh, Wee Banjo Three, Gaelic Storm, a bunch of like really cool bands that I like. And um, besides the live stuff. Uh, he's always done my recordings, but he's shut down right now, and I don't want to. I don't want to let the fire dim on these. You know, when you had a new song, if you wait a couple months to record it, it doesn't have the same fire in it than when it's yeah. new. So we'll see what we can get done. Charlie mixed and recorded the Live in Buffalo album we just did last year, and he's fantastic. I mean, I would. I could probably. I could probably record with Charlie forever and be happy about it. <laughs> yeah, um, again, I kind of went through your discography today just to kind of prepare for our little chat here. And, like, I really like the live stuff for sure. 
Um, for the fans who maybe are listening to this and didn't know, uh, I guess since you sort of re-sparked your career, you started in 2016 with Love and Labor as yeah. a full-length album, and then 2018 you got uh, the live, the live album, and then a recent single, which yeah. uh, is very good. Um, but I, I kind of like the live stuff, man. I feel like it captures just the passion in your voice and the energy of it all, especially people kind of hooting and hollering in the I crowd love, too. I've always loved live recordings more, even like in my own personal music taste. I, I find that I listen to a more live recordings from bands and artists than I do studio stuff. And uh, we did a live album at the Whiskey back in the day with Pasadena, and um, it was just like, it was my favorite one. It was just awesome. It was like St. Patrick's Day weekend, and you could hear everybody in the crowd fucking yelling and shit. And yeah. I think uh, I think I actually had bronchitis when we recorded that show. <laughs> um, but it all worked out, man. I don't know something about a live show. There was a, there was a Citizen Cope uh, live album that Will burned for me back in the day, and I think that's what got me because. It sounded so good, and then you go mm. listen to the studio stuff, and it's all clean and like perfect. You know, I, I like some some rasp in the voice. I like yeah. to hear like one little note go wrong, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a little slip up here and there. Yeah, yeah, maybe like just... a long intro they don't usually do or something like that. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine like somebody like Janis Joplin? Like being all polished, you know what I mean. Back in the day, or Hendrix on guitar, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it's good to have a little extra something in there that wasn't meant to be there. I feel like I'm cats back in. Basically, just recorded everything live in a room too. Oh yeah, for it's, sure. it always like blows my mind when you hear like you know, old songs like it, and you're like, you know, they didn't have any technology back then. They were like recording into our phones. Basically, you know, yeah. our phones are probably more high tech. Garage Band's like more high tech than what, you know, exactly. what Dil- Dylan did his first album with or whatever, you know. They also played so many shows at that time that it would, you know, they might have played multiple times a day. Like they might have had res- residencies places. Yeah. So if you figure you play the same song two or three times a day for God knows how long, by the time you go into the studio to play it, you're just like, <laughs> all right, what's one more? That, yeah, that shit is so tight and like so in your subconscious, you probably can't mess it up even if you tried. Well, that's how all of, uh, all of us are out here, man. You you know, even the road dogs like we'll go we'll go on tour for a month, and then the the Monday that I'm home from tour, I'm playing at my local bar. I'm playing Monday yeah. every fucking day I can, you know, because if it's what you do, it's what you do, and it you know. Indeed. My philosophy when I started the new band was. I didn't want any of my new players to have to go through the bullshit on the road that I went through. So I, I try to pay them as best as I can, which for the first two years pretty much put me in the red. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was all worth it, man, because now, we're, now we're, we're doing well and I can take the band out. And it just took a couple years of really digging in and getting the word out, so... Yeah, I don't know if it's a little bit of a sour subject, but since you brought it up, I mean, who were you playing with over in Europe, or who had you planned to book that with? Uh, Joey Mitchell, who is my new bass player 
as of, um, I think he's been with me for about half a year, maybe a little longer. But we had been doing some gigging around town. His his band Swamp Candy was on hiatus, and uh, he played with Scribe too, a whole bunch of people. He plays with Jordan from Preston Strings sometimes, but he was kind of like had some downtime. So uh, we started playing some pub gigs around town together, and then uh, it got to the point where he was like a free agent. So my old uh, Bass player Nate Clendenin, who I who was a, a great friend of mine, and I love him. Uh, we switched him out for uh, for Joey. Joey plays an upright bass, so it's just super fucking cool, and he's super talented. Nice. And his oh, his band Swamp Candy had been touring the UK for years. So when Swamp Candy stopped playing, he still had all the contacts and stuff. So basically, he worked his ass off and booked this whole run. It was like twenty eight shows in 30 days or something like that it's crazy all over that uk awesome. ireland yeah. scotland and uh we were fucking stoked man have you been out there or played out there before uh i played in ireland before and i've been to ireland a few times but i've never been to um to england so i was i was really excited about it yeah the only place only two places i've been in europe are ireland and england and both are awesome um do you have like uh, a little bit of Irish roots in you? Yeah, my granddad's Irish. And his his right family came over um uh I think I think 1918 or 1920. I mean 1918, 1920. Uh to and end up in Buffalo. Hmm. And my grandfather worked for Bethlehem Steel and um ended up get moved down to the Baltimore plant and that's how that's how the Irish side ended up in good old Pasadena, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> well, that's cool. At least you made it across the pond once or twice already. So I love Irish people, man. Uh, it's a it's a fun city. Very old world, you know. There's a lot of like soul, a lot of culture in those streets. Yeah, man. You can feel it for sure. I just did Canada last year too, man, and that was pretty pretty amazing to see some of them old French Canadian cities and stuff oh, yeah. like that, man. Montreal is awesome. Definitely, like you pull into like one of the French cities, and it's you're in a different place, you know. Yeah, it's wild. I think it's I think it's so cool being on the East Coast here that you can drive up there and essentially feel like you're in a European city in a matter of hours. Yeah. Rather than get on a plane. I um I just heard there was like a mass shooting in in um Halifax or something today. Or today or yesterday. Which is very checked. very odd for that to happen in Canada. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, seriously. Um <clears throat> I'm a big hockey fan, hockey player, so usually I'm I'm uh, aware of those sorts of happenings, but it I don't know. Unless something I guess it's a ho- hockey bus crash or something that I might not have heard about. I want to. I want to be a hockey fan. I need to like take the time <laughs> to like become a hockey fan because I I love every time I watch it. It's usually just with a friend who's uh, like really into it. 
but it's great. It's it's such a fucking cool sport. Yeah, well, I would compare it uh, to soccer, and what I mean is, if you've never been to a live game of either of those types of sports, I mean that's that's really what gets you hooked, right? Is the crowd interaction? It's a lot like a rock show. Soccer on ice. And you are allowed to fight each other. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the intensity of hockey. Is like if somebody fucks up, then they're definitely going to pay for it. So that uh, that ramps the energy up to a different level. I think. I was listening to Joe Rogan. I, I listen to podcasts like fucking all day. I love I love them. Yeah. And uh, Joe Rogan was talking about. I guess he, he was talking about hockey throughout the years. You could tell now that the guys trained to fight as well you know like they're they're throwing like oh, yeah. professional punches when they used to not not be so like you know uh i don't know i guess i guess the, he was just talking about the form and stuff when they when they take the gloves off he's like they're like trained in like boxing yeah. now <laughs> yeah i mean if you fight in hockey there's a very good chance that you've had some training with a boxing coach because you don't want to you don't want to go in there just kind of willy-nilly and get your face knocked off because it'll happen do you do you <laughs> um, play yeah i play in what we call the beer leagues like the nice. men's leagues so we don't you know bust each other's faces in but uh <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some scrums you know <laughs> yeah what a cool thing i i want to get down to a i want to get down to a, a a capitals game at some point um yeah I have so I have a lot of friends in Jersey um that are Tommy my old drummer he's a big um uh what the hell is what's their Devils? team up there Devils fan and uh or no he's a Flyers fan yeah. and then my one of my best friends growing up was a big uh Devils fan he was from Tom's River and then all my um all my Pittsburgh friends uh talk shit about about all of them. <laughs> yeah, they're all high and mighty up there, aren't they? <laughs> but yeah. it's got to be a cool city to play music in, though. I've heard that the um, that gigs are pretty fun there. Pittsburgh? Yeah. Oh, man, it's not, great. It's great. Yeah, I haven't played there, but I've heard and I've been trying to branch out a little bit and head that direction. Great town, man. It's uh, Pittsburgh... Philly, or not Philly, uh, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Very similar. Very similar people, very blue-collar, and they love music. Yeah. And it's so funny, too, that they have such a discrepancy when it comes to sports. I know. It's, it's like, you go up there, and like, you guys are more similar than you are different. That's yet, why, because they're, they're the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as we start talking about football, yeah. then all bets are off. Indianapolis, but, um, too, is another good one. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that kind of brings me to one of my standardized questions that I ask people, which is, it's like, favorite places to play? And I realize that's a pretty broad question, but... Uh, um, well, I, I, got a, I got a love affair right now with Colorado. Oh, yeah. It shows, I've, I've been, there's a couple places in the country that I always tour, more more or less... If the show goes well, it doesn't. It's not the end of the world. I go because I love going in places. So it's like yeah. Denver, San Diego, Southern Florida, 
uh, not so much anymore, but I used to go to, I used to go to Austin a lot. Um, but something clicked in Colorado. So the, the shows are going really well too. So now I can afford to like fly out and play more often. So it's like, I'm just, I'm really getting to spend some time there and it's just, it's a great music town and it's beautiful. Like you can't, you can't beat the mountains like that, man. It's like no. nothing like our, our little hills here. You know? No, I, I, I call them glorified sled hills. <laughs> After you've been out there. Um, it's wild, man. Yeah, I mean, Colorado's amazing for a million reasons, and so is California. Off the top of my head, though, um, in California, there's a ton of pro skaters, so I follow a lot of them on Instagram, and I noticed uh, one of them, Jeremy Ray, follows you, or like Dude, likes yeah, all, all your shit yeah. all the time, and I, I thought um, that was so cool. <laughs> I uh, I know. I, I, was a, I was a soul skater growing up, man, and... Funny thing was, I was playing. Um, I was playing a, a music cruise, and he was one of the guest um, skateboarders. Oh, that, on the, that on makes the cruise is a Flog of Molly cruise. Matt Hensley, um, the accordion player in Flog of Molly, is in the skateboard yeah. Hall of Fame. He's like super famous. Oh yeah, I, I'm old school. Right, skater, you know. So yeah, I, I know the drill. So <laughs> he had Caballero on there. Uh, yeah. Um, all these people, man, and I ended up staying in the same hallway as, as Jeremy and like we kind of checked in together we were just sitting there oh, yeah. talking for a minute and um and we really didn't talk too much on the cruise but uh you know I knew who he was and I like, played it cool and then like after the cruise yeah. he like I guess he called a set or or something he sent me a comment he was like fucking rad dude like <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, did you get an autograph board or something? <laughs> no, nah, I wish, man. He's he's actually a really good artist, man. I, he's selling these one boards he's painting up. I was thinking about getting one. Um, I tell you what, though, Steve Caballero, it's the second time I've been around him, and like, uh, I, not really a professional sense, but I was on the same, you know, I was booked on the same gig as him. His band was playing too. And I'm standing right next to him, and I just couldn't say nothing to him. I just couldn't do mm. it. And I kept wondering, yeah. I kept looking at her. I was like, I should just like shake his hand or something. I'm like, it, I can't. He can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's getting pretty up there in age these days, though. I feel like you know, he's kind of yeah. like a. He probably has a presence like a yogi, like an old that's yogi a, master. That's you know, kind of the you, thing. He's like super stoic. It's like exactly. Yeah, I don't want to go over and start drooling on her or something. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he's super nice, though. Yeah. Well, a lot of us kids definitely wore his shoes and all that shit. So crazy, man. We yeah. had um, Matt Hensley. He sat in on uh, Trouble one time with us. Played accordion oh, on Trouble. That's amazing. It's on my um, it's on my YouTube. If you want to check it out, it was at the Ogden Theater in Denver fucking beautiful man sweet is that is there an mp3 for that too um it's just a youtube like a really shitty phone recording on youtube (laughs) but uh yeah it was great we were touring with them and me and aaron got we're drunk one night we was we were hanging with them we were like dude will you play one of one of our songs he's like maybe one maybe one of these shows and then saw him again I was like, you ever get any thought to that? He was like, we'll do one of these shows. And then 
in Denver, which is one of their bigger shows because uh, Nathan, the bass player, is from Denver, and they got a lot of really close friends out there. So they're it's one of their shows where their guest list is like a mile wide, and like they're fucking partying. And yeah. uh, we go out to sound check, and his accordion sit right in the middle of stage. And I looked at the sound guy. And I was like, "Hey, Matt, I think Matt forgot his his squeeze box." And he was like, "No, no, he said that he's going to do a song with you tonight." I was like, "Oh, fucking right!" <laughs> we didn't practice or anything. It just he just came yeah. out and just nailed it. So good. That's awesome, man. As a kid, like black label skateboards was a massive presence in my life. So yeah, dude, uh, I'm pretty aware of Hensley and all that. How'd, Fuck yeah! Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how'd you get invited on that cruise? Is it the uh, the old Irishness that just uh, dude together, or I'm telling you, luck? I think but my relationship with them it was purely coincidence. Um, we played the last HF festival, and Ooh, okay. and they they were one of the headliners, and Nathan Maxwell. The bass player just happened to be walking by and caught the last song we played. And then uh, come to find out, um, they were sharing a, a green room with Clutch. They're friends with Clutch. And a good friend of mine who, um, Chase, who, who plays, he's a drummer in Lion Eyes and he used to be in Ground Score. He was Clutch's um, drum tech. So he invited us to the green room introduced us and then after that we got a couple gigs thrown out opening spots with them in like pittsburgh and and virginia beach and and then after that we ended up doing another tour with them and now i'm just kind of like in the in the camp which is like which they've always been my favorite band since back in the day like i had them on on fucking cassette tape dude like (laughs) Like, since I was 13, I saw my warp Tour when I was, like, 13. And it just blows my mind. So I, I still can't even talk to Dave, the singer. Like, I don't even try anymore. I used to try and, like, talk to him. <laughs> but I don't even fucking talk to him. Because I just... Um, he's, like... He's basically, like... Like a Johnny Cash to yeah. me, you know? Yeah, but it is cool when you do look up to people and you're able to talk to them and you know yeah. they're like and, anybody else and they're the nicest guys man i i could i couldn't believe it it was almost like bizarre when you meet somebody that you admire like that and they are who you think they are you know right because i've definitely i've definitely caught some of these guys on bit like you know we've opened up for a lot of people and you you learn the hard way not to fucking bug them because they don't want you to go up and yeah. they don't want to hang out. You know, they do it, they do it every day like you do, but they're not, they're not there to hang out. But, you know, I've, I've met some people who were just everything I thought to be. Then I met some other people. I'm like, maybe they're having a bad day or maybe they're just a dick, Yeah, <laughs> which I'm sure it was just having a bad day. You, you're never on all the time, yeah. you know, so. I, I think one of my favorite lyrics is by a guy named Frank Turner. He's like, there's no such thing as rock stars. There's just people who play music. And some of them are just like us, and some of them are dicks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it just is what it is. For, I drank an old-fashioned with Frank Turner on that cruise, man. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah he was on that cruise, wasn't he? 
um, my my buddy Keith Harkin that I uh, tour with, the Irish guy that I've been touring with, um, a good friend of his from from Derry, where he's from, is Frank's uh, guitar tech. Okay. So we've been trying to link up the whole cruise, and finally we're texting, and he says, "Meet me up at the top bar." At like I think it was like ten o'clock or something like that. I was like, "All right, cool." So I go up there, come to find out, <clears throat> it's a private party that Frank booked for his crew and the band. Yeah. And it's Frank Turner's whole band and me and my wife. <laughs> dude, that's so, amazing. Dude, we sat at the bar and had an old fashioned and, you know, didn't really talk too much. He was, he he's a maniac when he plays, man. I, can, I don't know how he has any energy left for the rest of the day. It's just I crazy. I was going to ask, yeah, if you did get a chance to talk to him. I mean, from all from the interviews I've heard, it's just like that guy can talk a mile a minute for what seems like probably hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was he, he was he had his wife with him and stuff, so I wasn't really pressing it. Yeah, but it was it was cool because the last time I saw him was at Pier Six. I was just in the crowd, you know, and I mean he's oh, yeah. he's larger in life, man. Yeah, I was probably at that show too. Um, when it when he played "Raining in Baltimore" in the rain. Oh yeah, I was at that Fuck one. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? County Crows won't even play "Raining in Baltimore" when they come to fucking town. <laughs> I know. He he's done it every time I've seen him in Baltimore. Beautiful he's, man. I think he said that's one of his favorite albums. Was uh, ah shit, having another brain fart, but that that uh. County, or County yeah, Crows I forget record. the name of it. But um, great band, though, man. County Crows. Great I think band. it's I think it's August and everything after. Mm. Sounds right. Um, are yeah, you man. are you um are you writing in your staycation? Are you like making music? So I'm releasing a new song. Well, I should say an old song, but acoustically in a couple weeks. Nice. Um, I'm always kind of writing. But um, this podcast in particular has been pretty uh, great in a sense because it's something to do and uh, a new medium to meet people and help people, uh, you know, promote their music and whatnot. So I love it. There's uh, not enough music podcast, man. There's like, yeah, unless and there's some that are like really specific, like there's like a classical podcast. I'm like. I can't get down with that. Like, but yeah. I listen to like the working songwriter every episode. When I can't wait for it to come out. You know, like have you have yeah. you heard that one? Joe Pug's got one. It's all it's amazing. I'll have to definitely check it out. Yeah, you'll love it. It's called that, Working Songwriter. That's essentially my premise. <laughs> it's just like you are maybe a, a bona fide full time rock star most of the time, but generally who I have on is just people who are playing, whether it's cover bands or whether they're original. And it, they're definitely usually not making a living on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, but it don't matter. You got to make a life, yeah. not a living. You know. So yeah, damn right. You know what I mean. Um, and then Howie's from Bally, who's got one called Tales yeah. from the Green Room. It's pretty good. Um, he inspired me to do a podcast. Nice. Just just listening to his because he's always talking about it. He's just like, just try it. Just start it. See what happens. Nice. So I was like, all right, sounds like a decent idea to me. I I don't I don't have um I don't think I have the I don't have what it takes to do a podcast, 
But I would love for there to be a podcast of just people telling road stories and like horror stories yeah. or like funny shit that happened on the road, like that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, it could be you, man. It'd be I don't got some it downtime. In, I don't got it in me. I, I don't have like, I wouldn't be able to structure it or any, I don't know. I don't think I'd be able yeah. to do it, but I would listen to that hard. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen <laughs> to that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was doing like one podcast a week or something before all this shit started, and now I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> if you want to be on no, here, I'm, I'm firing off episodes. Exactly. I'm piling them up. And then, you know, you got to just be consistent. Like, you yeah. know, it's, I don't think you can do too many. Just don't do too few. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Speaking of which, we're cruising through about forty-five minutes. Um. So that's usually like my general time. Um. But this has been pretty pretty fun so far. So yeah, man. Um. Maybe I'll fire off like some some rapid fire questions. Some sort of either or things is uh oh. something I've been finding might be fun to start doing. So I think I know the answer to this question. But uh, here we go. <clears throat> Jameson or Jack? Jameson, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you play video games, Xbox or PlayStation? I I don't have any of that stuff, but I I have been daydreaming about buying an Xbox because <laughs> um, I play that fucking PUBG on my iPad, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> Yeah. So I want to get I want to play it on my TV. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get an Xbox. <laughs> right on. Uh, Taco Bell or McDonald's? Oh God. Or Del Taco. Del Del Taco only because you don't get it that often. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly though when I've had it. Um, <laughs> iPhone or Android. Uh, I'm a, I'm a slave to my iPhone, unfortunately. Yeah, same. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Yeah, word. Um, black coffee or coffee with creamer? You know, it's funny. I drink black coffee religiously, but today, for some reason, I put a little milk in this one. <laughs> but black, normally. Nice. Um, pancakes or waffles? Bacon. Alright, that's fair. <laughs> uh ocean or the mountains? Ooh, I realize that's a tough one. Man. Yeah. Maybe it's a depends on your mood thing. If I had to pick one, ocean, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a special special place. Uh how about stones or beetles? And uh, alter alternate would be Zep. Hmm. Uh, Beatles, I guess. Yeah. Um, let's see, maybe one more. Uh, Brad Pitt or George Clooney? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I like to have a beer with Clooney, but I would fuck Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right, that'll be the sound bite of the episode. <laughs> I'm just going to promote that. <laughs> Sorry, man. 
Uh, <laughs> now fucking um, Brad Pitt in, uh, in um, God damn it, what's that movie? Where he's the, like where he's the, the pikey? Uh, I'm drawing you like a blank Dax? Um, God damn it, what's the name of that movie? It's a great movie. Uh, well, he's in a million of them, so I don't know. Why can't I remember the name of that movie? I have oh, Google. Well, fuck it. But, uh, <laughs> I do too, but I'm right. do, I'm recording this on my phone. I don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> ah, whatever. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that was cool. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, uh, you're a big inspiration, I think, for a lot of people around here. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, man, um, my pleasure. There, this is probably a good time too to ask for like some shout outs, people who you think might listen or people who support you or your music. And then, um, you know, at the end of this, obviously, I'll drop some links to in the episode and uh, one of your songs and stuff so people can find it. Cool, man. Uh, just shout out to everybody who's been supporting me through this tough time and everybody who's been listening to uh, to the new Joey Harkham music. It's pretty cool to get a second chance after all this time to to still be working like I am and progressing and still making songs that people are, are listening to so don't say you love me all right so thank you guys for tuning in unfortunately our interview got cut a little short but uh no big deal there's only a little five minutes left there maybe uh definitely want to give a big shout out to joey for coming on and supporting the podcast and hopefully i can do likewise for his music um the song you're hearing in the background is called burn it down which i got off itunes and i'll link that as well you can get it on just about any platform and like i said he's got a lot of cool merch and stuff in his online store I'm sure he'll be right back out and getting at it on the road again once things get back to normal. Um, you can follow the podcast on Podbean or Instagram or wherever you might listen to podcasts. It should go up on Apple Podcasts as well. And lastly, I should mention that my band, The Hollow Truths, has an EP out called Parasocial, which you can check out if you're into hard rock. In any case, just want to say thank you one more time, Joey, for coming on, and thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, this episode finds you well. Every time I leave, I fear it might be the death of me. Oh, one day I won't make it back alive. And every time you cry, it cuts me a thousand times. I know I'm the man that lets you down But I'm not sorry For my folly It's been here long before you came around I'm just searching Out here for something To help me keep my feet here on the ground I'll burn it down again Spread the ashes thin Every step
story must come to an end Oh, I'll burn this one down again Again and again and again